We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the Eurostep Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts. I am joined as always by the wonderful yet old Rohan Kadi. Rohan, happy belated birthday. I didn't out you on Twitter. I thought about it. I almost did. I noticed it. One, it's not on your profile. Nobody else said anything. Kept it private. But now I will out you now that the day has passed. Happy belated birthday. How's it going, my friend? Thank you. Thank you very much. It's uh, I'm just going to get roasted if I talk about anything about being old, so I'm just going to stop. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good call. We have and a lot just, of listeners in their 30s and olders. They don't want to hear it from you how old it is being 19, Rohan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Uh, but no, thank you. I'll stop and say thank you. Um, doing well. Doing well. Uh, you know, it's uh, we're getting some... It's, it's the sort of the lulls of the NBA offseason at this point. Uh, the entire world is still waiting for a Kevin Durant trade. What are you Kyrie talking about? Irving the trade? entire world is waiting for a Jordan Wara trade, Rohan. That's true. That's I don't true. know what Jordan world Moore. you're – the only world I care about is is Wara world right now. I, this is – people talk about the slow part of the NBA season. We got jerseys. We got Wara watch. I, I couldn't be more excited. This is... Hey, Ty, where could uh, people find uh, some options on Jordan Moore's situation right now? That's a great question. The previous podcast on this feed entitled The Curious Case of Jordan Wara or the GSPN Substack, which you can find by going to gspn.info and clicking the Substack button. Great question, Rohan. Yeah, make sure you check that out. And make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this so you don't miss anything, uh, any episodes, any Substack drops, anything like that. Uh, check out gspn.info for all our links. Uh, but yeah, Ty, you mentioned uh, mentioned there's been some Jersey news. That's like the one bit of tangible Bucks news that we got recently. Yep. And that the Bucks have released their new statement edition jerseys for the upcoming season. Uh, these essentially are last season's earned edition uniforms, which are the green with the cream antler trim. Uh, 
but in black and with the Jordan logo. <laughs> and blue trim. And blue trim, yes, yes. So I like blue them. trim along alongside like it's it's still cream antlers cream like actual trim but above like the arm and neck trim yeah. there is like a blue like a small blue trim. I like the minimalist use of blue. I maintain I like blue as an accent color better than as a main jersey color for the Milwaukee Bucks. Although uh, Adam will turn off the pot at this point. They I think they forced it long enough that blue is a Bucks color now. It's been years that they've been forcing this blue upon us. At a certain point, I think we just have to give in and say, okay, blue is now a Bucks color for this era. Red, unfortunately, is not. I mean, okay, here's my thing. Every color can be a Bucks color if the Bucks do it. It's not like it's not like when the world originated, there were set colors for a team. You know, <laughs> like, like, I mean, when, yeah, there's something to be said for historical precedent, but there's also sure, something to be said for creating is. a new. I know, I know. But at the time in which the historical precedent was set, they just set colors. <laughs> I know. Didn't they? Well, yeah, of course. It wasn't, wasn't. Of course, that's how this they works. They didn't find plates by a tree and say it was the word. Ne- never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's how this works. You just add colors and they become team colors because the I team understand. has the colors. Yeah, but they, the thing is they did it 50 years ago. And, you know, you're kind of throwing out a lot of those years. But I still think I still think my take is they got rid of red. It was an overreaction to the state the team was in when the new ownership group bought it. And obviously we know those Christmas-ass early 2010s jerseys and, and late 2000s. They were terrible. I mean, we don't have to act like they were good. I don't think they were so bad. We should have killed Red forever. But it seems like the ownership and Bucks branding specialists, Pat Condon, I don't know who does it, but they disagree and they think Content Content Studios. Content Content Studios maybe is the one making the call there. Who knows? But Blue is here. And I will say to, to bring it back a little bit, and I think we can just agree – we're not even disagreeing that much anymore. I'm okay with blue now. I still don't love it, but it's clearly here, and I, I don't hate it. It looks good on this jersey. I don't like the solid blue jerseys they do. I think this is good. I thought the Cream City Cream and Blue jersey was the best use of blue. Until this, this might be better. Although, I really like these. I do think last year's urns were better. I think green and cream is just better than... Is it black and cream or black and white? Because I, it looks like in the picture, it's black and cream. But I believe it is. On the video, it looked more like black and white. And I almost think that looked better with the blue, even if that's really not. I mean, the cream is a great color. I don't know if cream and black is is the best. I think I think that was just the uh, the lighting. Probably. And, yeah. Yeah. Because if you just look at the actual gallery, it is it is cream. It looks exactly the same uh, as the earned edition from last year. I will agree with you that. Uh, these are very good jerseys. I like them a lot. Uh, I think the majority of people uh, like them. I think the one person who I've seen that doesn't <laughs> is Adam. I don't know if Jordan does. Jordan's probably torn. Classic. Yeah. Uh, the brand. <laughs> but the brand is brolic. The brand is strong. Uh, but these are good. I like these. The antler design is good. It was good last year. Uh, we should probably mention up front, 
they have to change these because Nike mandates that they have to change jerseys every the worst, year? It's literally the worst NBA policy. The NBA does a lot of dumb stuff. This is the worst thing that they do. And it's all, okay, not all, but a lot of it is clothing related. The ninja headbands. Yeah. You got rid of the Supreme shooting sleeves. And now this. Yeah, it's just, it's too much. So I'm kind of glad they're just like recycling the good bits of, of previous jerseys. We will get two more jersey drops before the season starts. I know one has been heavily leaked to be the purple jersey. And I really hope that like this one, we don't have the full info from the leak that we've seen so far. Because I'll just say it. The purple jersey that they're looking to bring back, according to the leak, is boring. Yeah, it's kind of bland. It's just like it's like the purple jersey, just purple with a number and the logo that they used to have. I don't remember. It was like the 90s or early 2000s. It's fine. It's not bad. But I feel like a throwback jersey, I don't know. It should have a little more a little more life. I still want the deer heads. We've never had a deer head on the team when we've had Giannis and Chris. The last one was the, a Brandon Jennings year, which is just sad. Yeah, I, they, they really need to bring those back. I think they do like anniversary editions if you're on a team anniversary or something. Oh, yeah. Like that. So maybe, again, it's the stupid Nike rules. Yeah. Uh, but these these jerseys, I like them a lot. Uh, the rest of the NBA community seems to really like them too. Uh, I know like yeah. people like Isaiah Thomas was weighing in, Jordan Poole weighed in. Uh, people like them. Yeah, they're good. What do you think will sell better, this or the purple ones? Probably this, based on what really? the purple <laughs> looks like. Well, but the, the nostalgia for any purple is so strong, though. That's true. I don't know. I think it'll probably be the purples, even if these are probably going to be better jerseys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you might be right. I think people are clamoring, and they're just going to... Maybe that's why they're... They do the boring ones first. Those will sell. Then they can do the deer heads. Those will really sell. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the statement edition unis. Do you like the Jumpman logo? I kind of, I kind of prefer the, just the normal swoosh. Yeah, I think it's fine. I don't know. I don't know. I'd prefer. I don't know. Like, I, I like Jordan Brand's awesome. I just, I prefer the classic Nike swoosh. Do we know why? Is it just? Is it was there actually a, an operational change there, or was is it just like I oh, think we're just I think their these. statement editions like the Bucks have made their statement editions Jordan brand. Oh, it's so weird. Like who it cares? Is. It's like, it's all it's all Nike. It's clearly anyway. all Nike. Yeah, I will say I'm still overall content with the Motorola patch, but why get it in cream, man? It looks white. Yeah, yeah. Like if you can get if you can get Jordan brand do their thing in cream, I feel like you should be able to strong arm Motorola as well. But who knows? Those phones don't break, so maybe they don't they don't they don't stand down. <laughs> Some you, uh, rumor has it they're still using razors over there, so that's why maybe they just can't reach them. That's why. <laughs> maybe. What uh, does Motorola even do nowadays? They still make phones, I think. Do they really? Yeah, people still buy them just to play Snake. Wow, they do. Are they selling enough product to be a jersey sponsor for two teams? Listen, man, I I, I am not a not a business expert. So yeah, this is, is not a this is not, let, let's move on. <laughs> the, so the other the other reported leak does not look good so far. Have you seen this? The blue one with the crazy side panel. Yeah. 
I'll have to see it. It doesn't look good. Yeah. Again, for most of these, we just have to see them. And yeah, we have to also see them, see them with players, like on yep. the court. That's an important point. Like, uh, was it last year's City Edition where we were down on it? Uh, and then it looked better. Like, I was still pretty down on it, but it looked better on the court. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That is my I think we, we did a tier list last year, didn't we? And oh, we ranked yeah. those as the worst jerseys. I think we did. Yeah. I we just, should do another one where they release all the jerseys. We should. Yeah, it's a good call. It's hard to find a full list of all. Our, our tier list might be the best list of all Bucks jerseys out there. It's hard to find a, a full list. We'll have to we'll have to update it. But yeah, I don't know. Um, the, this blue one, that the leaked blue one, does not look great. Hopefully, it's uh, it's not good info. Is all I'll say. Okay. I feel like that's enough jersey. Should we move on to the 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 title of the pod, the meat of the episode? Sure. News is out of the way. Let's get into it. Who this is this is probably we've done at least five pods on this I think this being at least the fifth who should the Milwaukee Bucks start at shooting guard we do this before every season we do this during every season it is the one spot on the roster that is not signed sealed delivered or at least the one the one starting spot right we know Drew Chris Giannis Brooke Lopez we know where Bobby Portis and Pat are going to be I guess you could do we could do who should be backup point guard. It would be a pretty short pod. I think everyone knows where we're going there. But who should start at shooting guard? So we polled the listeners. We'll get into we, – we asked for reasoning and just who should start out of four options. Grayson Allen, Wes Matthews, Joe Ingles. That's the four options. Somebody sent in a fifth. That confused me. Thanks, Andrew Snyder. You said three. There's Bochamp. Oh, I, oh, there it is. I confused myself twice. And Marjan Bochamp. Uh, Bo Clamps or Large Marge, depending Not on, large um, marge. on where you're at on that. Um, so we got data. We'll go through all the options. Grayson won with 60-some percent, I think, of the vote. 60, so this was, 61 and a half-ish? This was, uh, to be clear, we took this tally on our text line. If you'd like to get in, you can text GSPN altogether to 31032. Text GSPN 31032 get texts from us and, and involved in stuff like this. But Rohan... Yeah, last week last week oh, yeah. we did a mailbag based on questions that we got on the text line. This week we're taking responses like this. Make sure you get in. Weigh yeah. in. Yeah. It's fun. DM us. DM Rohan. But to the two guards, you, you can take your, I guess, victory lap because I know you're higher on Grayson than most, I think we can say reasonably, and, and he cleaned up here. Um, one of the Graysons was Grayson, then West by the playoffs. We can get into that distinction, but let's talk Grayson Allen. So Grayson Allen is like, he's he's a very divisive figure, I guess, in terms of Milwaukee Bucks right now, considering that, uh, he did not have the best series against the Boston, like last time we saw him against the Boston Celtics, uh, in the second round of the playoffs. He was the starter. He started 61 games for the Bucks during the regular season, last season, out of a 66 games he played. Uh, and that came all up until like the end of the regular season where Wes Matthews took that starting spot. Um, he was averaging just a shade under 30 minutes per game, 27.3 minutes per game. I just, he's the safest option, in my opinion. He's the safest option uh, for just general Bucks play because he's like 
I, I don't know. He's he's not like a weak link in any any regard. Sure, you can point out defensively he's like a weak link, but that's because the bar is set so high with the rest of the starting lineup that it's kind of say like, oh yeah, Grayson Allen. He's obviously the weak link defensively in that starting lineup. When realistically, he's probably an average NBA defender. Uh, he's a very smart player, very smart defender. Listen, I know he has his lulls. He has struggles finding himself offensively. Uh, whether it's being a featured piece, whether it's being a role player, Grayson Allen, he hasn't been able to tread that line in his first season in Milwaukee. <laughs> his first season in Milwaukee, he had difficulties treading that line. He's been in the system now for a while. He's immersed in what this team needs. He's seen himself be put in situations where he's succeeded, and he's been put, seen himself in situations in which he has failed. This is it's put up or shut up time. For Grayson Allen, do you want to be a key piece of a championship contender? Now's your chance to do so. Because, like I said, he's probably the safest option to start. He brings versatility on offense. He brings, like, just your escape valve, your absolute worst option to go to is a dynamic scorer in your starting lineup in Grayson Allen. Like, you would agree with that, right? He is the the last option in that starting five that you're comfortable with. They don't go to Brook very often these days. But I'm saying, like, do you would would you feel more comfortable giving the ball to Brook Lopez? Yes. Okay. So my point stands. He's yeah. the he's the last option. That's yes. a pretty damn good last option on offense. Am I wrong? Bro- you want to hear a crazy stat? Of course. Brook shot more per game in four point four less minutes, like a shot and a half more, which I would not have expected. Brook was shooting yeah. when he got healthy, man. <laughs> we lo- we love it when Brooks shooting, but we that's do. the problem with Grayson Allen, right? That is the problem. Is, yeah, he just doesn't find enough shots. We saw last season, uh, as the season went on, and sort of the coaching staff realized because they're not idiots; they're smart people. <laughs> that Grayson was struggling treading that line. Like yeah. we know it, the coaching staff knows it because uh, they listen to the podcast, obviously. Uh, so they tried like early on in games. You would notice, oh, they're trying to get Grayson involved early, get him shots early. Because they know as the game went on, he'd struggle to find shots in the rhythm of the offense. Is that something that's tenable? Like, can you fix that? I That remains to be seen. I would lean yes, because we've seen it happen in the past. Like, if you want to go back to the last dynamic offensive player that the Bucks had at shooting guard, it was Malcolm Brogdon. And he definitely found his ways. He found his driving lanes. He found his opportunities. He found his shots. Why can't Grayson Allen? Yeah, that's the big question with Grayson Allen, right? I will say I thought I was a little underwhelmed by his playmaking last season. That's one thing that I hope to see a little bit more of. And he had, I think, three games in the regular season with six assists and then a couple with four. He ended up averaging, I think, less than two per game. In the playoffs, although he did play less, he averaged 1.3 assists per game to Wes Matthews' 1.2 which that to me is tough. Like I think Grayson Allen should be averaging, even if it's a few less minutes, comfortably more assists than Wes, who just really is not a ball handler for this Bucks offense. Like he takes it should to the he rack. Th- I, should he though? Because in playoff situations like you were just talking about, do you want – like Wes Matthews, obviously when he gets the ball, he's going to want to get rid of it because he's not going to create that much on his own on offense. Don't you want Grayson to be creating more for himself when he gets the ball as a, like, quaternary option? 
Well, I don't think he was that in the playoff setting after Chris goes down. That's fair. I mean, what he he looked the, the frustrating thing about Grayson is that when Chris goes down in the regular season, he's like an 18 point per game scorer who's doing more playmaking and just looks like, oh man, the offensive there, there's more more here on offense than we're finding in most games and figuring out how to tap into it just more right. Re- it's almost similar to the Jordan Wara issue of like there's clearly something there, right? Like we know Jordan Wara has plus scoring. But he can't tap into it in 16 minutes a game uh, out there alongside number one options. He can tap into it if no one's playing and he's taking 20 shots. He'll score 20 points and you'll lose by a lot. And it's not that helpful. Grayson, it's not that it's not that uh, distinct of, an, of a thing. But there is a little bit of like it's finding his role. And I think another year in the system should help. Um, you know, I'm not expecting him to have five assists per game. But – Less than two, I was a little disappointed just because he does handle the ball pretty well. And I, you just figure a guy who's you know able to drive and, and the threat of shooting opens up more for you to drive usually would be able to find at least two assists per game. Maybe that's just unrealistic from my perspective. I don't know. but And to, to be fair, we saw that in the playoffs last year. It was just against the Bulls. Yeah. Like, we, we saw that version of Grayson Allen that we saw during the regular season when uh, he was made to be, like, a featured offensive piece. We saw that he demolished the Bulls. Yeah. It's just, like, maybe, like, I think I've, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think the Celtics matchup was just a bad matchup for him. Like, they're just a tough physical team that's just going just gonna to shove you, uh, bump you, do whatever they want. Even against the Bulls, though, it wasn't the role that I had hoped. It was it was closer to Forbes. You know what his high in a, in any Bulls game was for assists, Grayson Allen. I'd assume like three, one, one. Wow, zero one zero zero one one, or it's just one one. There's only five games, but yeah. Okay, wow. Against against the Celtics, surprisingly, he had four in one game, five in another game. Um, I think one of those actually it was two close wins. Those were the the two close wins against the Celtics. The last two wins were the only times he had more than one assist in the playoffs. I think the Bucks needed that from him with Chris out, and it just wasn't consistently there. And that is like I do think that if if he's going to start, I, I agree he probably starts to start the regular season. Like I think Wes, you want to save it. Maybe he starts by the end of the season. We'll cover Wes and Ingles more, who obviously he's not a day one option. He's injured, and Bo Champ will get to as well. But I think Wes, I want to see more consistent playmaking because the flashes are there. And I would rather see, you know, I don't need him to go off for 25, like every 10 games or whatever it is. I would rather see him consistently dishing two or three assists. And because we know he can playmake, and I think that's almost more helpful to the Bucs. And keeps him on the floor a little longer than just being like a guy who can shoot and make a bunch of shots. Because I just feel like we've seen those guys with some defensive limitations just not be as useful in, in tough playoff series. Yeah, that's fair. But also but one thing one thing we need to take into account here is that the Bucks' big three are also like they're all mat, like very, very good playmakers. They are. Uh, and they're handling the ball a lot. Like a lot. Like I almost, I almost feel like we're expecting too much at this point, because like Drew, Drew's been a, last season was a near seven assist guy. Giannis was like a six assist guy. Uh, Chris was almost a five and a half assist guy per game. 
Like, that's a lot. I think they were the only trio, like, to average double-digit scoring and more than five assists a game. Like, that's a lot of playmaking. Counterpoint. Dante was 3.1 assists per game, starting with those three well, that's guys. A, he had to pass the ball. What was he going to do, shoot? <laughs> he scored about as much as, as Grayson did on more shots per game. Exactly. More shots per game. They're not going in. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, a shot more per game and almost as much. But it's it's like double the assist, though. I would just so, like to see a little more. It's not that it, you need to run the ball through Grayson Allen. It's more like I just think on secondary play. It's just like the ball. And again, this is like more than just a him issue. The ball just doesn't find him that often a lot of the time, it feels like. I think that's where you almost get like not not like he's not invested in the game, but I just think it's harder to maintain the same flow of offense if you're not involved for multiple possessions. I think, I think he probably needs to he needs to move more on offense. I agree and that's with not that. it's not a it's not a him finding thing. I think or the reason the ball doesn't find him a lot is because he's people like defenders aren't gonna help off him. Yeah. Because they respect that he's a very good shooter. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got to cut. He's got to go around screens. Like, if he's in the corner, there's just going to be a guy in the corner, which is still can't, helpful. He, but he, he can't accept that, oh, yeah, I'm just guarding. Yeah. Like, sure, that's that's good. They respect you. You have to you have to make them get off you. <laughs> you we got to show him that Duncan Robinson tape of him running around the same screen like 19 times or whatever that went viral. You remember this? Yeah, I do. That, I mean, it was like a courtside cam. Yeah, that kind of – I mean, that – Maybe not that extreme. He'll probably pass out halfway through game one. Duncan Robinson clearly is like running through underwater with a boulder like Kyle Korver did or something. That's some Jalen Brown's stamina. currently doing. The boulder Jalen Brown is carrying is the Celtics org, it seems like. But um, yeah, I just he just it needs to be more involved. And it sounds funny because it's like, do we expect him to take 15 shots a game? No. But just as that tertiary option, I just – even if he's not shooting or creating an assist, I just I would like to see the he's ball not even, touch it's, him more. It's, it's not even tertiary. Exactly. It's quad, let's, let's say fourth option. Let's say quadinary. Yeah, quadinary. I thought tertiary is any non-primary, no? No. Does it, it, it means third? third? Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I might challenge I, you. I might challenge you on that. Am I being dumb? I feel like tertiary is any tertiary. non-primary. Third in order or level. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair. You got me. I'll take that. You made me doubt myself for a bit. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I, usually I'm good with words. I feel like in a basketball, like it, that's how a lot of basketball people use it, which apparently is incorrect. Oh, I've always said it to mean three. <laughs> I know, but I, I, th- I think it's generally used to mean not, not main. Let option. us know. Let yeah. us know. Anyway. I agree Grayson should start and, you know, hopefully can unlock more of this stuff. I do think, you know, maybe getting a guy like Ingles, part of it is we can get a talented player for one year MLE, so let's do it. Part of it may be further Grayson insurance, I think. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's look at what the people sent us. So we, in addition to actual, like, responses for who they should start, ask why. Why do you think they should start? Um First, again, if you're texting us, sign your name if you want to. Otherwise, we're not going to see it. Who it is? Yeah. Uh, but this person said, I think the switch from Grayson to West last season was planned all along. Bud saw the benefit of starting a versatile wing defender with PJ in 21. So we wanted to do that last year. West is just too old to start the whole season. So I think the plan is to start Grayson for most of the year, then ramp West up for the playoffs. We got another similar response. 
grace in regular season West playoffs. I think that's a probably a different discussion altogether. I think I think three of the Grayson votes, which is like nearly half or so, basically included until it's playoff time and then West starts, which I do think is fascinating. Yeah, I think Grace like a lot of the reason Grayson I said is the safest option. He's the youngest. Yeah. Uh, he has least miles on him. Uh aside from Bochamp, obviously. But uh like he has experience. He's younger. You can you can run him around a lot. That's that's why he's the safest option. Yeah, and I I think uh I was inspired. He's not gonna lose games for you. No, not in the regular season. I was inspired though. I'll cape for Wes here. It would be maybe you'd call it a token starter, like 20 minutes a game, and maybe Grayson still plays more. But I do think we saw peak bucks with Wes out there with, with the other guys. I still think that is, even though he's not as reliable of a shooter or offensive player, certainly as Grayson, um, I still think that was peak bucks when Wes was out there. And also, I have an exclusive scoop. Ooh. You know about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wes posted a workout video, one of many. Wes lives in the gym. And I replied, as I sometimes do. I just, you know, shoot out a message. I go, best season coming up, couple question marks. Pretty quickly, which I did not expect. Wes Wes replies, expletive, yeah, with a couple exclamation points. And honestly, it got me fired up. Sorry to leak our DMs, Wes. My close personal friend, Wes Matthews. But he's fired up. I'm fired up. I would I wouldn't hate it. I, I I again I think the people who are saying start Grayson to conserve Wes that is the correct take. So if if Wes does start, I think he's playing 18 20 minutes a game in the regular season. He's probably the first guy to check out and then Grayson comes the, in. The Thon Maker Memorial start. I don't know if the Bucks have really had I guess PJ. Uh, PJ just didn't play that much in the regular season or start, so that's not a good example. They haven't really had someone like this. It might also be Brooke this year, which maybe makes this even trickier. But just like it's not a memorial start in the sense of like roster. I guess it kind of is. It's like merit based, but also we're not going to have you play Thon making memorial. Thon making memorial fake start. (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's like real. It's real, but he plays more minutes with the starters in the fourth quarter than the first quarter. I'll put it that way. Okay. <laughs> Do you just I think mean, it's not worth it? Yeah, it just what's the point? Like he he's I mean, accepted I, he's yeah, accepted coming off the bench. I don't like, think Wes needs this by any means. Yeah, and this Bucks team is not an ego driven team. No, so. not at all. Like especially with the personalities they have. But do you think merit based Wes should would deserve to start in a vacuum? No. Really. Deserve is a strong word. Uh, I mean, I think after last playoffs, when he was their third best player for a lot of it. Deserves is a strong word. Third or fourth. Yeah. Last, I don't know. He probably does, but I wouldn't go as far as to say it. If it was a playoff game, uh, which obviously makes no sense, but would you start Wes? Probably. I think I would too. Probably. I just, and I'm not ruling it out from Grayson, but we've seen Wes be that guy in these big games and just be so useful on both sides. And we've seen Grayson do it against the, the Bulls. 
But I'm talking like which I will say again is postseason basketball. I know I didn't say it's not, but it is a different level of postseason. There's Pistons series and there's Celtics series. <laughs> That's fair. Like there's just and, I, and everyone loved that Bulls team tomorrow for MVP. Whatever. We'll see if they're even a playoff team this coming year. I'm not sure if they are with all the issues they have with Lonzo right now. Does, does Lonzo know? Like what? What is what's going on with him? He's had like it's really he's had like fourteen setbacks. Like it's seriously. It's, I feel it's so just bad. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Caruso has to be there. Caruso and Pat will have to be their whole defense, basically. Which is. But they got Tristan Thompson. They did, uh, and and Andre Drummond. No, they let oh, Tristan. No. Yeah, my yeah. bad. They got uh, who got Tristan Thompson? Uh, everyone except Celtics. For Chloe. <laughs> anyway, um, who cares? I don't know if he signed anywhere. Surely he did. I th- no, I can't. It's not Celtics. I think he was previously there too. He is a free agent. Oh, Bucks? No, 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 no. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's just that much more to say about Wes. I think we know what we're gonna get. Hopefully, I mean that could be a decline. The way he's works and the the last ball we saw from him, I'm not honestly that worried about it yet. No, I'm not either. Like he's a very tough, physical, smart defender. That's yeah. gonna hold up. Like even if his foot speed or whatever starts to decline a bit, his strength I think it has is, already though. I think he's just yeah. overcome it. Yeah, his his strength is still there. His intelligence is still there. Yeah. Like that works. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, (laughs) I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f***ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, 
I trust him more on offensively than I did before last season, which is funny to say. It wavers. It me. wavers, but in the biggest games, he was way more useful there than I expect. And it wasn't just hitting shots. Like he had some nice plays offensively. Yes, but also the bar is so low. It is. That it's like a a drive and you're just like, oh my God. But that's West important Matt. stuff. I, I know, but I'm, go ahead. Like it's uh if if Wes Matthews has one drive in a game, like a successful drive, we're like, oh my god, Wes Matthews, where the offensive output is insane. And then Grayson Allen has like two, and we're like, what what are you what are you doing? It's like the it's the uh, flirting versus harassment. <laughs> I mean, fair ish. I know I know Wes provides more on defense, which gives which gives him more leeway. But also, <laughs> like, come on. I mean, I do think he may have outscored Grayson versus the Celtics. I wouldn't doubt it just because Grayson shot so poorly. Uh, yeah, he did. 5.7 versus 5 points per game. Yeah. yeah. So oh, wow. I, I'll, I'll rebuke your flirting versus harassment a little bit. He's getting the job done. I know, but if we're talking like offensive versatility, it is definitely flirting versus harassment. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it, it is. It's okay, Todd. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, Wes Matthews' responses, we got, we got best option. Uh, we got defense is more important with the starters on the floor since they'll take most of the usage on offense. Grayson is more valuable off the bench since then he'll get more shots as opposed to getting only limited touches with the big three out there. Marjan and Jingles got to prove it first. That's an interesting, interesting point, but I almost agree with you that in the regular season, at least, you probably want to see if you can get it working better with Grayson in the big three. Yeah, because that's ultimately what matters. Also, he wasn't that good at doing that off the bench in the playoffs either. So No, he was not. <laughs> but yeah. again, he's, he, he performed better when he was like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of wait and see, which is, again, I'm excited for year two of Grayson. I am too. I'm really excited to see how our next option pushes him, though. Honestly, I think it's going to be really interesting. Let's talk about Joe Ingles, which I don't think since like initial outrage slash reaction, which I wasn't there for the very immediate reaction. We talked about it a little bit more, but I feel like we've really only talked about it from a like team building perspective, like in terms of asset management and stuff. We haven't really talked about the b-ball side of Joe Ingles that much, which is difficult to do considering the injury and the age and everything. But let's just assume probably the best – actually, certainly the best ball handler of the four options, right? Like I think yes. with, without saying like pick and roll specifically, the shooting is what we'll see. The athleticism, the defense, probably going to be the worst defender. I don't know. People might push back on that. He was solid uh, for most of his career with the Jazz. Anchored some really good defensive units over there. Not anchored. Rudy Gobert anchored. But yeah, I was going to say he did what? Was part, of, was part of some really, really strong units in Utah. Probably him and Royce O'Neal were the only two defenders not named Rudy worth a damn after Mike Conley declined, which did not did not take that long to happen once he became a jazz man. He was a very I'm good I'm so happy he got defender. an all-star. Yeah, it's nice. Because it's it's down. It's it's all the way gone. Yeah, it's not, not going to happen again, um, unfortunately. It's just the Ingles thing is very interesting. Uh, there's a world where he is a very good fifth starter on this Bucks team. We just don't know what jingles we're going to get. 
we also yes to be to be clear also joe ingles was not a starter consistently in utah mm. he was full-time for two years then he was like halftime in the three the three most uh recent years yes so he was a full-time starter three seasons ago yeah and then as as it went on he started less and less games because the Jazz thought it was more valuable to bring him off the bench. And this is, okay, let me be clear first and foremost. This is me, not me trying to trying to talk down to Joe Ingles, okay? I'm never going to live that down. Uh, this is me literally explaining what happened, okay? I'm not trying to say anything bad. But I do think Joe Ingles is probably, he's probably, I don't know, I think he's more valuable off the bench. Yeah, I suppose as like a rotation. I think he's wise. more valuable as a rotational guy. Yeah, because you can put the ball in his hands more if he's not out there yes. with all the big three. That's one of the most impressive. The last four seasons from most recent three point five. It was his most down season so far. But then four point seven, and then two seasons over five assists per game. He moves the ball. He shot thirty five percent this last year. The year before that, forty five percent. Then around thirty nine percent from three for two years. So. Like he's a shooter, which I think people that, that's like the first reaction people had. The playmaking is the interesting thing. And I'm eager to see how it would look with the Bucks and how val- – I still think given like Drew is a point guard, but he's not a prototypical point guard. And I think Chris is a good he's passer. A, he's a combo guard. He's a yeah. combo guard. And I think Chris is a good passer but does not have a great handle. Giannis can do everything except shoot. Kind of shoot. But I do think playmaking is could be a very useful thing for this Bucks team. I think they tried it with DJ Augustine. It just turned out he just sucked too much by then, which maybe will happen with Ingles too. But that was like the reason I was so excited about John Wall, right, is I do think an extra jolt of playmaking could do a lot for this Bucks team. Eager to see how Ingles looks when he does get healthy, hopefully around Christmas time. Yeah, I mean, I've, like, yes, every team wants as many playmakers as they can, like – that's why, like, cha- like look at recent championship level teams like the Warriors. A lot of their guys are all playmakers. Yeah, like you have guys like Steph Curry, obviously great playmaker. Draymond Green, great playmaker. Andrew Wiggins can do some playmaker. Jordan Poole. Like Jordan Poole, exactly. He's not the shooting second. everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but these are all guys who can create for themselves. Like you want as many of those guys as you can on the court at the same time. Like look at uh, the twenty nineteen Raptors. Like. Uh, one through five, they're all playmakers. Like Kyle Lowry to Marc Gasol. Like, you just you get playmakers at you know, every single position. Loon has been two assists per game the last two years. Regular He's season. so good. Yeah. 2.2 so assists per game for Looney in the playoffs. That's what I'm talking ridiculously about. Ridiculously good player. If Kavon Looney can get 2.2, Grayson, give me two assists per game this year. Two. Twice. Please. That is a fair That is a fair. Come point. on. But you, you want as many playmakers as you can on the court because, like I said, when teams load up against the big three, you want those release valves to be able to keep the offense going. You don't want it to stagnate because that's what the defenders want. That's what allows you to load up against your stars is because when those last options get the ball in your hands, you want the defenders to be worried about that, right? You also, want that to be the case. That the, the For the overall offense, yes. My other thing that I, I get excited about with the playmaking – it doesn't have to be as hard as it is for Drew, Chris, and Giannis to score. Like even when they're working with each other, I just feel like the Bucks sometimes 
like with the guys who are out there, and this was especially true the playoff run when it was like PJ, no one, no one cared what PJ did offensively. Had some nice moments, nobody cared. And Brooke Lopez, a lot of the time, teams don't care, especially if he's beyond the arc. If he's within the arc, teams care. But if he's outside of the arc, teams are like, whatever, Brooke Lopez, good luck. Like just making it a little bit easier, some of those possessions for like getting Drew an advantage look, getting Chris more catch and shoot, which for years he's needed more. And he does okay, but it would be it would make more sense if he had easier shot die. And Giannis, you give Giannis half a step and it's over. Oh, yeah. But the, like we, we should say these players, the Bucks big three, it's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because they're awesome and they're incredible. It's a curse. They, they love making things difficult for themselves. Yeah, they do. Like Chris is the tough shot express for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wants that type of stuff. Drew Holiday, like he wants to back you down, take slow, methodical ISOs. Giannis is Giannis. But like, Drew wants Drew, to step back too. That's the other thing. Yeah, like they want to make it difficult on themselves. I know. So, but yes, your point does stand though. Like, you should try to make it easier on them. Like, you got to fight them to make it easier for them. You got to help them help themselves. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Uh, but yeah, just Joe Ingles as a playmaker, uh, getting back to the original point, is good. And I think off the bench is probably a better role for him. Yeah, I, I just I gotta see it. You know, I really think we don't have that much evidence with this team of what that looks like. Sort of Dante, although I think Ingles is kind of a different playmaker than Dante, a better playmaker than Dante. Um, In and, that he's a playmaker. Yeah. Uh, and then Augustine just didn't work so hard that it's hard to draw any conclusions there. Yeah, and DJ like DJ Augustine is such a different player. Yeah, than Joe Ingles. That was I really thought that was going to work, but he just needed pick and roll so bad, and the Bucks were not giving it to him. Yeah, the, like he just wanted to spam pick and rolls all day, and then just shoot everything. Dude, he would just go flying toward the baseline, like he'd be like totally vertical. I'm like, man, you are too old to be playing like this, DJ and, uh, Augustine. I, it is January, my guy. Relax. You can't get bullied on defense if you can't get back because you're on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a, like a curling stone just flying down the hardwood. It was crazy. Uh, we had a couple Ingles, Ingles votes. Um, one just said Aussie grit maybe for the reasoning, which, okay, it's there. Yeah, he's, like, he, is, he is a gritty player. Like, I, like the quotes and stuff like about like, oh, I may look like a math teacher or whatever, yeah. but I'll still like bust your butt on the court or whatever he said. Him going from effect. one Spurs tree coach to another makes so much sense. Yeah. He's I think going to – oh, I guess he, he had like yeah, an going from the bud tree oh, to yeah. the bud. The bud himself. Yeah. Going from the bud tree to the pop tree. That's cool. The other, um, the other Ingles voter, uh, I think it allows Drew to play off ball with Ingles playmaking – and they also voice preferring Grayson off the bench so he can be featured a little bit more. So that's almost two sides of the same coin. <laughs> you could want Ingles featured more for that reason or Grayson. For sure. Uh, if anything, like, I don't know. I just, I think, I think those two are a little disconnected in terms of Ingles and Grayson because I do think they play completely different roles. Yeah, I mean, well, it's like, yeah, gr- figuring out what Grayson actually is. Is like the big, he's a, two. a big he's question. A, he's, no, not he's not the only, not what he's the two. only like true two on this roster. I think Wes is. Wes is, Wes is like a three. 
I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe. I guess. I think West is a three. I can see Ingles being. I guess that they're, Ingles they're, is they're like too a, old. Ingles and slow. is like a three, four. I think he's squarely a th- on this roster. He's a three. There's no four to go around for Joe Jingles. Oh, for sure. Um, but like, how much ball handling does Grayson do in the best setup for the Bucks? Is an interesting question. Maybe it's not as much as I want, just because of all their playmakers. But maybe it'd be better if someone did do a little bit more. For sure. I want two assists. Yeah, that's a that's a good target. It's a I good think that's target. fair. It's just yeah. twice, twice per game. Pass to Giannis, he dunks on someone. Simple. Yeah. Yeah, you just have to. Hope, you have to hope they make the shot. Like again, if it's a Giannis dunk, yeah, that's pretty. How many fair. assists Actually, did you get? I was watching, Thirty minutes with the Bucks. Would I get? Yeah. Zero. Because I, I wouldn't get the ball. Get an assist. No, if 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 they if they tried to help you get assists. Oh, I think I could maybe get an assist. I think I could get an assist. I get an assist a lot faster than I made a shot. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, I just I passed the ball to Chris, and he just yeah, takes Yeah, I was going to say Chris because he doesn't care who's in front of him. Yeah, I think he no. could get a, a pass. But get the some, thing get is, some home, home scorekeeping. <laughs> if, if I have to bring the ball up, it's going to be bad. I'm just going to, like, overhead chuck it because if anyone presses me, I'm losing that ball. Oh, I just – I literally would put the ball on the floor because that would be less embarrassing. I, they would I, just, I would just football pass at the rim and hope Giannis dunks it. That would be I just, my whole strategy. I'd punt it into the stands <laughs> if anyone inbounded me the ball. I'd just kick that ball directly upward. Put me out there with TA and I'm just going to overhand everything and just be like, just please dunk it. Try your best. I'll just throw it up near the rim. I hope someone's there. Exactly. Um, but yeah, just grace and two assists, please. Two. Just uh, two. I was actually I was watching some uh, I was watching some Giannis highlights trying to find so that fun. Uh, uh, yeah but I was trying to find that drop step counter uh, their spin counter for that Shaq video I posted uh, and there was one play where Grayson throws like a perfect pass to Giannis just right underneath the basket and Giannis just bricks the layup and then gets oh. it back and dunks it home I was like <laughs> Grayson must be so upset maybe he could have had two like, yeah could have had two. <laughs> like because it's like that's just a blowing assist yeah those are tough uh but yeah joe ingles joe ingles i think is more valuable off the bench i'll say that i'm just fat i I need to see it i'm fascinated by what he looks like and and who he plays with on this bucks team Uh, yeah we just need to see him in general i almost i almost wonder if it's going to be like him and Giannis or him and brooke as like the most fruitful pick and roll pairing i think it's him and Giannis. Because otherwise, it's just too slow on both ends. <laughs> the Ingles, a Joe Ingles, Brooke Lopez pick and roll. Like, the defense could do whatever they want because they'll have they, enough time to they got to start it like five feet from the rim. They can't start <laughs> it out by the arc. It's got to be real close. <laughs> you can't run any high screen and rolls with those two. <laughs> no, it might take too long. That's a good point. I am eager to see, though, what, what they do with Ingles because you would hope it's I hope it's not – they don't just have him play their typical wing where he, like, orbits around and, you know, the, the Grayson role from last year. The Pat Connaughton. Yeah. Yeah. I think he should do a little more. That's, that's his fair. skill set at least. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one although, guy – Although, oh. remember that Pat pick and roll in the playoffs? I do. What I know exactly what do from... that now? Like, that was beautiful. He actually had a couple in one of those later Celtics games. I re- yeah, I remember just thinking, I think I said this on the postgame pod after whatever game that was, where it's just like, just get anyone hand, like uh, in a pick and roll with Giannis and they're going to get like 
maybe an easy floater or pass it back to Giannis. Like you just have to be a capable like rim finisher and you can run a pick and roll with Giannis because Giannis just draws so, so much gravity on his screens. Like, yeah, why not? Have Pat run more pick and rolls. Have have Bro- I want to see a Brooke Lopez Giannis inverted pick and roll. I don't want to see that. I don't. I want to see it just no. okay. I, I really can you imagine how fun that would be though? I think it's a turnover so fast. <laughs> they just immediately have, like weak side help and take the ball from Brooke as he turns the corner. Yeah, it takes him so. Also, uh, Brooke Lopez never passes when he's in the post, so I don't think it counts as a pick and roll if he I'm never. Just a, looks I'm to imagining pass. this in my head right now, and it's so funny. Two <laughs> K it up. Oh, man, I might need to. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Um, we did get a yeah. Pat vote. Should we cover that quickly before we talk about uh, Marjan? Yeah. Pat got sure. more votes than Marjan, so. He did. No. Sorry, Andrew. I mean, there's a case. We have talked about it before. There's a case to be made. He might be the best overall player in this group. I think he is. Yeah. The best so overall then, player. So then there's a case there that, you know, you want your best players. He clearly fits with the starters. I think he'll I think he'll finish a lot of games. I do too. Especially when they go small. I think he's almost certainly going to be out there. There's just so much chemistry with Pat and the big three. Yeah. And Brooke. I, I just, almost wish they would try it for like a month and just like, what if they just, what if they just rolled more than ever? Because then, then there's no continuity off the bench. Well, you gotta you gotta figure that out. Yeah, but then it's like it's it's doing like hockey line changes then. Not necessarily. I guess it would be interesting. It would be, but I think it, I think it's nice to have someone off the bench who immediately fits with other players. That's fair, but I don't I don't think that alone is enough for me to go. Oh, I don't want to do it then. Like. It, but if, I, th- I also think Pat has been so successful in his role. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't know. Like, he'll 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 play when it matters. I want to pull the full season net rating of. It's going to be so small because Brooke barely played. But of that that five, actually, you know what? Let's do four man lineups. Let's see how Pat did with the big three this season. I think. It, I mean, I think it'll be really good. Yeah. It should be really good. Like I said, there's so much inbuilt chemistry now. Like they're on year five together. Well, not with Drew, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Giannis, Chris, and Pat. Okay, so I've got. Uh, I have to do minutes. So those three and Brooke. How is this only two? Oh, it's playoffs. That's why I don't want playoffs. I was like, how is that two games? I know they they weren't healthy, but they have more than two games. Um, I, I want to see like who out of the guys who actually played real minutes was the best with those three. And I'm not including um, Brooke just because he didn't play enough. Bobby plus 12, but about 13. Grayson, eight and a half. Pat, 11.2. So a little worse than Bobby. I think that's fair. Wes Matthews plus 19.6 net rating. They ate when Wes played with the big three. He's good. He's good, man. And, of course, plus minus darling, George Hill in 32 minutes, plus 48 net rating with the big three. I saw you tweeting about this. Uh, the George Hill redemption arc could be sweet this season. I think, I think it probably will be, honestly. Like, he, he was hurt last yeah, season. Yeah, pretty, pretty badly. Yeah, 
like he had a neck injury. He had a back injury that was also a leg injury that was also a neck injury. Shout out to the Bucks communications. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it was all of them, dude. <laughs> How torn up he was. And that's still the biggest concern is A, can he get healthy? And B, can he stay healthy next season? But he's still going to be – I mean this was – we talked about it. He didn't shoot well at all in the regular season. These Those numbers are not buoyed by like Hill splashing threes and then not making them in the playoffs. He didn't splash threes at any point. It was his worst shooting season in years. He still was that positive because of his defense and his playmaking. Yeah. I think we I think all of us just we want to see Javon out there as well. Like you yeah. can you could run George like George Hill and Javon at the same time. Like you can integrate both because they can have different roles. It'll be interesting to say the least. But uh there's one guy we haven't gotten to who was an option. Marjan Bochamp. Yeah, Marjan Bochamp. Here's the thing. This is Mike Budenholzer. <laughs> that's I don't, I don't think, think that's a, I don't think that's a case. Well, I don't think he'll start. We talked about this on the Chris Out Pod, and I I thought we'd see more votes for him after we talked about it made sense for him starting. But I realized we basically said it makes sense him starting for Chris, not yeah. instead of Grayson or Wes. And I think yeah. probably the people who would vote him because of defense. Just went for Wes because we Wes is more proven and and reliable and everything else. So I think it does make sense he didn't get any votes. I don't think he'll take Grayson's job. I'm really intrigued to see what he looks like when he plays, though. Obviously. Yeah, for sure. And obviously the Bucks do as well, because they want to develop their their latest first round pick. Uh we know with the Bucks, those are few and far between. Yeah. Uh, the last time they did have a first round pick, they wanted to integrate that guy immediately. Yep, we might see that again. Uh, well, I'm obviously referring to Dante now. Like we might see Marjan in that same sort of role. You want to get him acclimated immediately because you want him to be able to make an impact on this team uh, in the time that he's on the team. Like that's obviously the point, right? Like you want to get him integrated. You want to get him experienced, especially, especially like we talked about Wes Matthews. You want to save him. Yeah. If you're playing the last minutes, play a young guy. See what you got. You're going to win a lot of regular season games anyway because you have Giannis, Chris, Drew. Like, you're yeah. going to win a lot of games. Uh, if you throw Bochamp into the mix, it's not like he's going to – actually, he might. Like, we don't know. We literally don't know anything about how this guy plays at the NBA level because we haven't seen anything. Right. Uh, is he going to lose you games? Maybe. But you can't know that unless you try it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, well, I think I will say – just because it's so much conjecture right now, I don't want to dive too much into what he'd look like. It would be the most exciting of all of these options if he earned the starting spot for sure. Oh my goodness! Like yes. either either early in the season, by midseason, out of camp. Like it would be shocking if he again not not if he starts next to Grayson. If Chris misses a couple of games, that would not shock me. I think that just makes sense. As a let's see what he can do and what's whatever we can start Pat, we can start Bobby. We know what that looks like. Let's get Marjan out here. But if he starts like with Chris at the two, then clearly he has really impressed a lot of a lot of the Bucks brass, all of them basically. And that is like, okay, what are we dealing with here? Like, I don't even want to get too far into it because I also don't expect it to happen again at the two ahead of Grayson, West, Ingles, etc. But man, I would be super hype if he does earn this spot at any point in year one. It'd be incredible. It would be like, because you said you have to win over the uh, Bucks brass. 
not just that you have to win over Bud. Yeah. You have to win over your teammate. I count Bud as Bucks Brass at this point. Yeah, that's he's there. Like he is instrumental. You to, no, but you, you have but to yeah. win over. You have to win over Giannis, Chris, yeah. Drew. Like you have to win over everyone. Yeah, to be that guy. That's why. Like it would be super, super, super impressive. Let's not even talk about it too much because it's that's like that's too that's the too strong of a hype train. Yes, but like off the what tracks. he could what he could potentially bring, obviously, defense. Theoretically, yeah. we need to see if it translates. I think that's uh, what I probably trust the most. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we want to see if what his offensive game is. We want to see how capable it is at the NBA level, like against NBA defenders. Uh, how, what's his handle look like? What's his jumper look like? Uh, we just we need to see all of these things. Uh, how did like? But also his athleticism could be really really fun. Yeah, like just as a slasher. Yeah, like we talked about Grayson moving. Like this this Bucks team desperately needs a slasher. If Beauchamp can be that, that'd be incredible. I do think that is his path probably toward usurping a Grayson Allen is can I provide – we'll even just say like solid plus defense. Not 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 Wes Matthews, but you know he's a good positional defender if he's that year one. And he just fits right away moving off ball while making corner threes. I don't even need to see playmaking I think. But like how how quickly does he fit moving around – the core four. And if he picks it up really fast, I think that is what could probably accelerate his minutes in role. We did see him work out of the dunker spot a little bit in summer league. He played like more than a, a he played like a Bucks, I won't say tertiary, alternative option more than anyone has ever played in summer league. He shot corner threes, like he did a little bit of pick and roll. He was in the dunker spot. He defended soundly. Like it was a very Bucksy summer league performance. Obviously, doesn't mean that much because it is summer league, but I think just learning to play that way is going to be big for him. For sure, for sure. Just super excited to see what he can do. I'm obviously very high on him as a prospect. Yeah, I'm there uh, now I think, too. Uh, yeah, by the way. I think a lot of people are now too. Um, this has a chance to be. I've been very strong on two takes this summer. Uh, this has a chance. Like I don't know. Hopefully, at least one of them works out. <laughs> What's the other? Anti Angels. Yeah, I was opposed to the Ingles thing. Those are two very strong reactions. Yeah. So, we'll see how it plays out. I just, we don't have to relitigate the whole thing. I just, if it doesn't work, I think I'll just kind of shrug and go, okay. The Ingles thing. The Ingles oh. thing. Yeah, like it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, it was a really yeah, weird both- free agency, honestly. Yeah. That's why I'm just glad they retained everyone because I think their players were better than the majority, the vast majority of players who were actually obtainable at their price point and on the market. That's fair. That's very fair. Uh, but yeah, Bochamp would be fun. A lot of fun. I, I'm excited for basketball. I know. When is preseason? Is October? Yeah, but we got October? Uh, we got like. About a month till Eurobasket. Eurobasket, yep. And we are, Eugene uh, is writing an article, Eurostep assistant producer, Eugene Hortzutglu. Hope that was close, Eugene. I'm sorry. It's been a while. I haven't been practicing. Um, But also, I said, we got to get Eugene back on the pod when this article goes up. We can break down the Greek national team with, may include all four Atetokounmpros. Yeah. Also, oh wait, there's news we didn't talk about. What's that? 
Oh, uh, yeah, Alex. Alex. Alex, the yeah. Wisconsin herd obtained the rights to Alex Dedekupo and a second round G League draft pick. I saw some confusion about this. It's not an NBA pick. Can't do that. It's a G League second round pick. Uh, and for Jalen LeCue, who was an interesting, flashy uh, two guard, can really dunk. Um, and, He's and good. Good handle. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty solid defender, but I think getting a draft pick and a look at Alex, who just really didn't play that much with the 905, it's going to be really intriguing. Yeah, for sure. Plus, Nadetta Kupo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, give us more. I, I said this. I don't what know how you feel about us? this. He should come over. He was good in the G League the last time he played. I would sign all of them to roster spots if Giannis wanted the Bucks to oh, Like I don't care 100%. at all. Like. Yeah. If, if you're keeping number one on the roster and in the whole NBA, also pretty neat consensus number one player in the league. Wherever yeah. you look at top, it's always Giannis. Chris and Drew are probably lower than I would like them, but Giannis is consensus number one. Super cool. Um, but when you can keep that guy happy at the cost of spots 13, 14, 15, sure. I don't care at all. Oh, we lost out on developing Jalen LeCue to keep Giannis happy. No offense to you, Jalen LeCue. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Don't care at all. Again, it's sorry. Also, it's also no just fun. It's Giannis. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. I think it's a good trade regardless. I think getting a look at a flyer, get a draft pick, you know, you, they're going to bring in more players anyway. I think they'll be fine on the herd level. Keeping Giannis happy, bro, I would trade so many players. So many yeah. players. And it's like, it's, I've seen people, not many. I, I will say, I think most, most Fan reaction. And I literally, I went and looked. I looked on Twitter. I even looked on Facebook groups just to see what people were saying. I know. I was really curious because I do think there there is a small vocal subset. Oh, my God. They're signing the whole team over. So many demands from Giannis. First, I would demand more if I was as good as Giannis. Did. My, my brothers would be on max contracts, dude. And it would still be worth it, I think. Two, he hasn't asked for that much. Three, again, it's so worth it. And most people are like, yeah, whatever. It's a G League contract for his brother. If he keeps Giannis happy, I don't care at all. And maybe Alex will be good. He could be good. Who knows? And four, we don't even know if he asked for it. The Bucks yeah. might have just done it. Yeah. Like preemptively. I, I, so Giannis yeah, doesn't have to point. ask. It's a good point. Yeah, we have no idea if Giannis asked for this. Yeah. It's, it's good to point out. You're right. Yeah. We know why it was done regardless. And it was Solid worth prospect. it no matter it was worth it no matter what went into the decision. Absolutely. That's Plus what we can matters. get the we get uh you, like you're obviously gonna be at more herd games than I am, but uh get yeah. uh, just get more Tedakupo talk. It was fun talking to Alex last year yeah. when he was with the Raptors. So looking forward to do that again. That was sure. so, that was that was a ton of fun. Yeah. Sorry, Giannis just didn't give me a cookie. Imagine we get Costas too, TA comes down to get a sign, we get three of them starting together. Oh, my goodness. I would be all the way here. Maybe Giannis will play with the herd for a game. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I think I think John Horst would like I, – I don't know what he'd do. I don't, think they, I don't think they would be cool with that. Maybe. It'd be fun. It would be fun. They'd probably let like, him play like two minutes. Like have Giannis like with – just say he has a, a knee injury, which he don't Rehab start. Yeah. Yeah. And then just, uh, just assign him down there. I will say I'm excited for Eurobasket too. Now that they have a new coach who it seems like is more on board with – I mean, you know, I, I'm saying this for the Bucks. I understand Greece is a whole country with with worse basketball options than the Bucks in a lot of ways. 
Sign the team over to Giannis, man. Just do it. Just accept it. It's worth it. Trust us. It's worth it. Yeah, just have Bud coach the national team. Well, they are sending that? over. Who are they sending over? To, Oppenheimer. Uh, yeah, the Josh Oppenheimer. They are sending a Bucks. Bud will be represented in some capacity there. That's that's a Giannis guy, though. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. is Bud. But yeah. No, 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 no. Like, Oppenheimer was on, like, kid staff. Yeah. And then... He came back to Bud staff because of Giannis, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, and then he's always the guy that goes to Greece with Giannis. Like, that's Giannis's guy. But I'm saying, like, just just have Bud coach the national you could team. Do, they, they could – Nick Nurse coaches the Toronto team or the Canadian <laughs> Canada team. team. Yeah, sorry. He also yeah, does do coach – he does coach the Toronto yes, team. Yes, he does. <laughs> I think it's Toronto, right? Did they not say the T? I'm not sure how they pronounce I think, it. Local. I think it's like us in Milwaukee, not saying the L. I think it is the same deal. Toronto. Okay. Toronto, yeah. Yeah, I think Toronto I just, maybe, is very. Maybe. I Wait, mean, could be we wrong. know we have Raptors fans who listen to this. Yeah, you'll have to let us know, Canadians. I don't, I think. Actually, tag us in the tweets this time. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be the same group that's still listening, but. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the, that's the second bit of news we had. Yeah, good call. Uh, who is the coach of the Greek national team? I don't know this. I should know this. Um, he's pretty well established. I don't know the name off the top of my head, to be honest with you. Um, let's see here. Who is their coach? I'm not. I'm going to butcher this name. I'm not going to try. Uh, oh yeah, he's okay. He's coach. He's Coaching in Moscow for eight years. If you want more info, you'll have to tune into Eugene's article and podcast appearance because he can tell us a lot more than Rohan can learn on this Google search. That's absolutely correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Let me just get you out of there. Yeah, thank you for pulling the plug. Uh, (laughs) uh, But no, that's exciting. That's a little little more than a month. I think it's 34 days uh, because I... I think I saw them post, post oh, a nice, graphic nice. about 34. Is do we know when do we know final rock again? I'm Eugene. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, is that is that all we have though? I think that that is all we've got. I, I don't. We haven't had a new review come in since last time, which I we get it. It's the I don't think it's that quiet, but it's the off season. But if you want your review read, leave that on Apple or submit it to us via the Discord form at gspn.info. For sure. Uh, we're not actually done yet. Oh, I was wondering if you had something. Yeah, I do. Have, I do have a choose your fighter. It's my yep. turn this week. This one is a very simple two options, and it's very timely because, like you mentioned, it was my birthday yesterday. Mm. And uh, I'm a very, I was texting you about this. I'm a very low key person. I don't enjoy really celebrating myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like, I don't know. I usually just spend time with families, do something, my family, do something low key with friends. Are you a low key type person? Or are you a go all out type of person for celebrating? For like a for a birthday? Yeah. Um, I used to be more low key. Now I basically my my go to is just have some friends over and just do something that I want to do. So like a couple of years ago, I did we did a chili bar because I like chili, oh, and my okay. birthday is in January, and I'm like, you people need to listen. This is my day, my one day. I want to eat chili and have some beers and play some card games. So I'd say pretty low key, but I'm very demanding with pretty reasonable requests. I think. Uh, that's, okay, that's fair. I'm not. I'm not a demand. Like I'm never like, a, oh, it's my birthday. We should do wait this. till you so, get old. 
I think it gets I easier to though. be. I know you're already. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not as young as I used to be, Ty. <laughs> that is kind of how it works, always. Yep. Unless you're Benjamin Button. Yeah, the passage of time affects me as well. Uh, I think I said that and I replied to Justin. Shout out, Justin. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess that was a pretty simple choosing about it. I feel like more people, I feel like I, more people are go all out sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've been, I've always been a low key person. Like, we should Twitter poll this one. I'm, I'm interested to see a wider vote. I feel like I don't, I just wouldn't know for that many people, right? If you're not really like close or like in someone's yeah. circle, I guess you wouldn't, you wouldn't have any way of knowing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think. We'll probably do a Twitter poll. Um, but yeah, I guess we're both low key sort of people. You're sort of, you're more than me, more yeah. all up than me. I'm birthday Zilla. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Nice. Now we're done. Yeah. Now we're done. Thank you for listening to this episode of the USF here on GSPN as well as the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Uh, check out gspn.info. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this. Uh, tell your friends and family about the show. Tell other people. Spread the good word. Uh, pod random. And we'll talk to you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.